0: It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we wanna shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley and I'm Tabitha, and we're so happy you're joining us today. I have to do a check in first. How are you doing, Tabitha? Last week our episode was on a healthy body. All right, so yes. we we made some challenges for ourselves, right? So how are you doing on those?
1: Well. If I recall correctly, my goal was to work out for 30 minutes a day for five days a week, four days a week, but I did five days a week. Oh, week. Yeah, so I exceeded that. I've already started this week. I've got a couple of days in this week, and it's only Tuesday, so that part is good. Um, But as true Tabitha fashion, (laughs) uh, my nutrition, I had a few good days, but I had a couple of bad days. I'll go ahead and admit that. And then my rest is...
0: <laughs> have you been getting to bed by 10 o'clock no. every night? Wasn't that your goal, 10 yes. o'clock? No. <laughs> I should not have made that my goal. <laughs> I have not done that one day. <laughs> me
1: neither. <laughs> well, how have you been doing with uh, everything else? <laughs> I don't
0: know. We probably don't need to talk about it. Um, no, I uh, eating-wise, I guess I've been okay. I don't know. It threw me off because I bought groceries you know, to kind of start eating better. And then Erin goes out of town. And that always throws me off. You because you cook like a full meal when I can't when cook a full meal for just me and the kids. Because I can't eat what they eat anyway. So it's like, oh, what am I? So probably not the best. Um, exercise. I haven't done that either because I think I broke a rib or something. I don't yeah, know. You're I,
1: in some <laughs> pain. I, I told her before we started recording she needs to go to the doctor. I
0: had a tubing incident a little over a week ago. And I think... Uh, it hurt at the time, and I could barely, like, catch my breath, but then I was cool, so I didn't think nothing about it, but I think I think something's happened since then. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so maybe, I'm hoping once I get this figured out, I can get back in the exercise game, so I think we're going to start challenging each up. other, right? Yeah. Yes,
1: we're not giving up, we're going to keep right. going, we may have setbacks along the way, but we're going to keep pushing forward. That's right, we
0: can, so. we're going to keep going. Um, so... This weekend, we actually got together this weekend. Yeah. Y'all invited us to go see a movie with you guys Friday night. And I have to preface with when Tabitha texted me and asked me if we would like to go watch a movie with them. She said, we're you know going to go see The Sound of Freedom. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's go date night. I didn't realize what The Sound of Freedom was. Yeah. I forgot what that movie was called. And so on the way to the movie theater, Aaron was like, what are we going to see again? And I told him, I said, I'm not really sure which movie that is. So I looked it up, and I said, oh, man, that's the child trafficking movie, Aaron. Yeah. He's like, I told you I didn't want to go see that. I said, well, we're going. Yeah. He said, okay. And I think now we can say that we're glad we went and supported right. the movie. Yes.
1: But it was... It was heavy. That's the... Everybody keeps asking me how it was, and that is the only word that keeps coming to my mind. That was very heavy, but it was very thought-provoking, you know, and how, um, you know, just keeping our eyes on our kids and being aware of what's around us, but then also recognizing that there is a spiritual battle when it comes to this, and we want to be advocates for that. You know, we want to always stand for the innocent and the victims of things like this, and so, You know, that's just kind of something that came to
0: our mind. What can we do? How can we help? And the biggest way is going to see the movie and supporting the film and getting the awareness out there. And so if you have not seen Sound of Freedom, we do recommend you go see it. If you can see it in the movie theater, I know they're encouraging that because it just blows the box. I think the box office has been blown out of the water um, with the movie. But they do have the opportunity to see it online. If you can't go to the theater and if you can't afford to go we know, we learned about the pay it forward with the right. tickets. Um, as I looked on there, and I think like 13 million, it was some crazy number of tickets that have been purchased for people to be able to go see wow. it. So if you check out their website, um, you can get free tickets to go see the movie. But right. we and it is a highly true story. It's yeah. based
1: on a true story. and. Yep it looked like a lot of the movie follows actually what happened there. Of course they took some freedom right. as all movies do, but it and it was a good
0: production. It wasn't it really, like a it wasn't cheesy, a cheesy it was production. It was yeah. a very very well done production. So we highly encourage you to go see that, support the film and what, you know, Tim Ballard's story and yeah. the I think if you've seen any of Jim Caviezel's interviews that he's done who, you know, he's playing Tim Ballard in the movie, he's I think this whole thing has touched his life tremendously, and uh, you can see it in every interview he's done. So, yeah, we just want to say go support the movie and bring awareness to this awful, awful situation that's happening right now.
1: All across the world. All across the world. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do now is just go ahead and dive into our topic of the day. I think we can both agree, Ashley and I both, that this series has probably been one of our favorites. Yeah, I, for me, it has it's been fun. A lot of self evaluation, um, and to allow us to realize, you know, are we living healthy, and that our choices have more implications, I guess, than just weight. You know, there is a spiritual part of this about being obedient to God. Um, And so we hope that this has allowed all of us to equip ourselves with some practical tools and biblical wisdom to encourage us to live healthier.
0: And we've already discussed having a healthy mind and healthy body. So today we're going to look at what it means to have a healthy spirit or soul which I would probably say is the most important, wouldn't you, Tabitha?
1: Absolutely. But not only that, as we've already talked about, we're really going to see how all three of these areas, mind, body, and soul, are all intertwined. The fact of the matter is that if one of these areas are suffering, it will greatly affect the other two areas. And we saw that the other week as we looked at Elijah. So let's just refresh our memory on that story of Elijah, Ashley
0: yeah and if you remember elijah had a mountaintop experience with god he had seen miracle after miracle but once that was over he found himself in deep depression and god tended to not only his spiritual needs but his physical and mental needs as well we can attest to the fact that when we're struggling with our physical health after some time that starts affecting our mind and how we think about things and inevitably that's going to pour over into our spiritual lives then we don't feel like doing the things that will improve our spiritual lives. I won't feel like going to church, or I don't feel like reading my Bible today. And then the next thing we know, the spiritual disciplines that we have known that are so important to us begin to fall back on our priority right.
1: list. Yeah, so many times that and that's happened to me as well. Yeah, you know, know, one area starts suffering and then all of a sudden before I realize it, I don't want to read my Bible, yeah. I don't want to do all these things that normally come Natural Natural to me, that I want to do. So let's begin by discussing how we know if we are spiritually weak. So we're going to begin reading in Galatians 5 and beginning in verse 16. Paul tells us how to recognize if we are walking in the Spirit or not. It begins by saying, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So, that you cannot do the things that you would, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. So, let's talk about this verse of scripture. We discuss the flesh often, but what is our flesh? It's our sinful nature that we are born with. Our flesh and the Spirit are against one another, and that's just because they want two different things. Mm -hmm. You know, my flesh wants what it wants. It wants. Uh, oftentimes it goes towards sin, but my spirit doesn't. It wants to go towards holiness. Yep. So it goes on to tell us, of course, that these are two separate things. They're wanting separate things. So this scripture goes on to say, Now the lust of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay. Woo! <laughs> that was a lot. Okay. That's a lot. And when we read things like that, we automatically think, no, that's not me. I've not committed murder or adultery. But let's break this down to, to some of the words that maybe aren't so familiar yeah. to us. And let's see how they apply to how we're living. So do you ever have feelings of hate towards someone? No.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, not me.
1: Um, we just don't like them, no. right? That's right. <laughs> That's not hate. Yeah. It? Do we envy other people? Yeah. Um, you know, like with their material right. things. Do we envy how they look or maybe how their home looks or their job? Emulation, that's do you try to make others jealous of you? Ooh. That's a tough one, wow. you know, but sometimes we do that. And these are just to name a few. So those are the things, if we recognize that those are in our life, yeah. then we are allowing our flesh to lead us. But in contrast to all of that, if we are living a healthy spiritual life, these are the things that will be evident in our lives. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So how is your love? Mm -hmm. Are you living with joy? Are you patient, gentle, and kind? Do you have temperance or self-control? Those are the things that are evident in a spiritually healthy person's life. So, Ashley, what do you think about all that?
0: (laughs) I love that. I love the fruit of the Spirit. And I I think as we try to... Identify ourselves and how we're living our lives. Just going back to that and being like, "Am I living like this?" Yeah. Or how about today? Did I live like this today? Did I today? live like this today? Oh, no, or no! I, I follow up those at...
1: other things that were at the first part of that. Yeah, scripture?
0: exactly. I like it.
1: Yeah. So then it goes on to say, "And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit." let us walk in the spirit. So if we are saved, if we have the spirit living within inside of us, let us walk in the spirit. Yep. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. If you live in the spirit, if you are saved, walk that way. Walk in the spirit. Walk after those things that are God honoring. And here's the thing, we are in a spiritual battle. We discussed last week how the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So we have got to go to war for our spiritual health. So Ashley, you've done some uh, reading up on Ephesians. So let's talk about how we can prepare ourselves spiritually when Satan attacks
0: us. So we can't possibly defeat Satan when he attacks without knowing how to first put on the whole armor of God. And I think this is something we kind of learn in vacation Bible school when we're kids, right, about the armor of God. but. I want to spend some time looking at verse by verse of this in Ephesians. We're going to read 6, 10 through 18. Um, But first of all, I kind of want to mention that Ephesians is an epistle, which some of you, if you do not know, it's just epistle means that it's a letter. And this letter was written by the Apostle Paul to the church of Ephesus. And probably, possibly while he was imprisoned in Rome, he was writing this letter to them. Um, just to kind of give a little backstory. So I'm going to read the verses first, and then we'll go back and discuss what each piece of armor means. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So let's just break this down kind of verse by verse. So Tabitha already mentioned what we see in verse 12. This verse tells us that we will be in a constant spiritual battle with rulers of darkness. So to be able to combat those evil spirits in the spiritual warfare that's around us, we must be prepared wearing the armor of God at all times. Yes, yes, yes. And I know we, the evil in this world, you know, it, he tells us, it's not right. flesh yeah. and blood, it's it's Satan, right. you know? And I know the term Satan, we often use it for the devil, but there's lots of Satan's, you, yeah, you a, know? I mean, there's, there's a lot evil of evil. and darkness. Satan's just like an evil presence. Yeah. Um, and it's all around us and we can see it so prevalent in today's world Um, and then verse 14 this is where we see the first piece of the armor and we see that we must have our loins girt about with truth so what this means is that we must be wearing the belt of truth around our waist you have to remember when paul was writing this he was using an illustration of the armor worn by the roman soldiers something that they all could relate to and understand during that time period. I mean, he was possibly looking at the Roman soldiers every day while he was imprisoned. And the belt was very important in the Roman uniform as, you know, it was the place where everything was held. Without the belt, the armor would not be effective. The way we must put on the belt of truth today is by studying and reading God's word, which is where our truth comes from. So within this verse, we also see that we must put on the breastplate of righteousness. When I think about this, I think about the cops today, how they wear their bulletproof vests. Mm -hmm. Like that just came to mind when I was doing this. I was like, it's like a bulletproof vest. And, you know, you won't see them going anywhere while they're on duty without wearing their bulletproof vest. And what's the main organ that this vest protects? The heart. That's right. The heart. Yeah. We must wear our bulletproof vest daily in order to ricochet all those bullets of lies and deceit that the world tries to shoot at us so that we can live righteously and wholly before God. I would imagine that we see the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness within the same verse because they go hand in hand. We must wear the belt of truth by reading and studying God's word daily. And we put on that breastplate of righteousness as our way of carrying out the holy living we've learned and studying the scriptures. How can we possibly ricochet those evil bullets of the world without knowing the truth that the Bible teaches us? Right. So let's move on to verse 15. So in verse 15, we see we must have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You may be wondering, how can my shoes or how can my feet carry peace? This verse simply means we must be wearing the good news of peace. The good news here is referring to the sacrifice Jesus made for us so we could be saved. As a result, this gives us peace. The shoes Roman soldiers would wear were, they were light, they were comfortable, and most of the time had some sort of spikes coming out of them so that they could tackle any terrain that they went across. I think about a pair of like football or soccer cleats when I think about this, you know, being able to... You know whether the terrain that they're going across they and it would,
1: continually tells you to stand yes and so stand. when you have like that traction you can stand, stand no matter what comes your way
0: that's right and they would walk you know miles and miles a day so it was very important that their feet were comfortable and if they got down you have to think if they got down with their feet they had bunions or blisters they wouldn't be right. able to effectively pursue the mission they were on And so I started, I kind of thought about this, as silly as it is, but you know, if we're walking around in six inch stilettos all day long, I mean, do you think we could go the distance and share the great news of God say on a Wednesday night while helping with kids ministry? No, we probably the whole time be like, (laughs) Oh, 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 you're going to have to go take those kids. I can't, I can't go anymore, you know? And so I just kind of think about that. But if we wear our comfortable shoes, think of like the most comfortable pairs of shoes that you own. Mine are probably my crock flip flops that I have on right now. I wear them all summer long. I wish I could wear them all winter long too. But um, think about wearing that, just your most comfortable pair of shoes. When you're wearing them, you got to think your feet are at peace. You're not thinking about how bad your feet are hurting and how you can't go another step. You're able to think about more important things. Have you ever had an experience where you've wore a pair of shoes somewhere and you're like, I cannot wait to get these off? I can't go. I mean, Another I'm a step. woman, yeah, of course. Oh, my. I vividly remember. So, Luke Bryan came in concert right here in Jefferson on a farm, like that was oh, like right wow. behind the um, uh, Jackson County Courthouse. I told him, I was like, we have to go. He's going to be in our backyard. So, we went. It was like his farm tour thing. Aaron had got me a pair of corral boots, and I wore them things by the end of the night, I sat here and I said, I can't even walk to the truck. You're going to have to carry me. I just can't. And so for days, I took the things off blisters for days. That's all I could think about was how bad my feet were hurting. But, and I know it sounds crazy, but when we have our feet shod with the good news of peace, we can walk in comfort knowing that our Prince of Peace is walking alongside of us. The Christian journey is not always easy, God gives us the shoes we need to go the distance. We don't have to fear the debris on the battlefield because he gives us those spikes of peace to walk over anything evil that's in our path so we can share the good news with others as we're commanded to do. So just have to ask with that, where are your shoes carrying you? Are they leaving you with blisters and pain or are they providing you with that firm foundation of peace?
1: That's good. That's good stuff right there.
0: So in verse 16 we see we have a very important piece of armor here in verse 16, the shield of faith. So the shield in Roman times was large enough to cover the soldier in his entirety. He would of course use it to shield himself during battle, but also to knock over the enemy. We must have faith to fight off the darts the devil throws at us every day. So for some reason, as I was coming up with this, a recovering alcoholic started coming to my mind for this example. So Let's just picture this. We have a working mom that has been free of her drinking for over a year. She's been faithful to her church and to God. She thanks him every day for her sobriety. We're just going to call her Leah for for sake of storytelling. So Leah's had a really bad day at work. She messed up a project, and she got called into the boss's Mm -hmm. office and got told all about her mistakes then on the way home, she gets stuck in traffic. Then a car pulls out in front of her. She slams on her brakes and all of her stuff goes flying in the floorboard.
1: Have you ever had that happen? Yes, I, I think this is, you're telling a story about me, Okay. Right? Except for the alcoholic part. <laughs>
0: except, for, <laughs> except for that part, right? So she slams on her brakes. Her things go flying in the floorboard. Then when she gets home, she she walks in the door to find a hungry husband and kids waiting on her to cook dinner, all right? So she's overcome with emotion and then Satan starts tempting her with that drink. He throws the first dart. Come on, Leah. You know a drink would calm you down. Leah throws up that shield. Not today, Satan. Then he tries another time. You know your husband's home since th- been home since 3 o'clock. Yeah. He could have done something about dinner. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. But no, he's here waiting on you to do it. You know, just a little drink of wine would make you feel better. Oh, come on. One drink isn't going to hurt anything. This time, Leah decides to knock the devil down with her shield. Not happening, Satan. You're not going to win this one, and you're not going to have victory over my life. Have you ever been there? You know, maybe it's not alcohol you're tempted with. Maybe it's something else. But if Leah didn't have that shield of faith, how hard do you think it would have been for her to fight off those darts the devil was throwing? Probably pretty hard. You know, that's why it's so important for us to be armed and ready at all times before the going gets tough. It's not just... You know, when it when it gets tough, I'll let me go find right. my and shield. Right, and that made
1: me think about like last week, you know, in preparation, when we were talking about that, like having verses. I think we've talked about this in yeah. the last couple of episodes. Have some verses yep. in your arsenal that you're already ready for because we That's know right. that there is going to be an attack of Satan. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming, but we've got to be prepared when the attack's not happening because That's if right. we're right in the middle of that, then we're going to give in.
0: Yeah, and you're not going to be thinking about right about these awesome pieces of armor that you can use to tackle him so we see in verse 17 the last two pieces of armor mentioned in this verse the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which to me are the most two most important pieces so let's first look at the helmet of salvation we know how important the helmet was to the roman soldiers without it an attack to the head could possibly result in instant death The consequence of us not receiving jesus as our personal lord and savior is seen in romans 6 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord we know salvation is the most important decision we will ever make and if you want more information on how you can receive jesus christ as your savior we highly encourage you to go listen to our second episode about salvation and we also want to note that the helmet of salvation can help guard our mind of evil and sinful thoughts. So now let's uh, take a look at the sword of the Spirit. We know a Roman soldier would use his sword to slay the enemy. Once we're saved, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us and allows us to slay the evil giants in our lives and helps us make the right decisions and the right choices. The Spirit will also chastise us if we make the wrong choices. And for a more in-depth study on the Holy Spirit, check out our fifth episode titled, Who is the Holy Spirit? So let's go back to leah when we were talking about that story um, with the shield of faith so the shield of faith allowed leah to block the dart satan was throwing at her but the sword of the spirit is what helped her slay him yeah, yeah you know and i don't think it's a coincidence either that we see the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit together if you've never been saved you do not have the holy spirit living inside of you first corinthians 2 14 tells us but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of god For they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned but if you have received jesus as your savior you have the promise of the holy spirit that will dwell within you forever john 14 16 tells us and i will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever so i hope now that you see the importance to have on the whole armor of god the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit.
1: While you were talking, I remembered a study that I did with uh, Priscilla Schreier, the armor of God. And so if you're listening and you're like, I really would like to do a study on that, that's a good
0: one that mm-hmm. you could
1: look up. It's Great. very touching. I go check that out. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one.
0: And I remember, um, I'll never forget it. Uh, your cousin, call him Duck, but Derek <laughs> Knight did um, he's a very visual preacher. And so there was one night at church that he did a whole message about the armor of God. And I was trying to find my notes, and I couldn't find them because it was so good. But he visually, like, put this armor on one of the one of the guys in the church, and it was just so touching and so compelling. And you may think that, oh, well, this is pretty easy enough. But if you find some of those more in-depth studies, oh, it's, a, it's amazing what you can learn from the Scripture. All right.
1: So Galatians gives us a guide to recognize if we're walking in the spirit or not. And then Ephesians equips us with what we need to combat the enemy. As Ashley read Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It reminded me that we have a real enemy and we are in a spiritual battle. And because of that, we need to view everything through a spiritual lens your husband is not your enemy satan is and he will do everything he can to come between the two of you your kids are not your enemy your parents or your friends or your co-workers none of these are your true enemy and we need to be reminded of who the real enemy is if we are going to combat him and have healthy spiritual
0: lives and not only that but we should allow the spirit to guide our decisions should I take this job? Should I date this person? How should I respond to this person? Allow the spirit to guide your decisions before you hastily do or say something that you may regret later. It's
1: very important in allowing the spirit to guide us. Um, And we talk a lot about spiritual disciplines, you know, reading your Bible, attending church, prayer, um, and those are all very important. But we mentioned last week about the benefits of fasting for physical health. So I just wanted us to be reminded that fasting is also a spiritual discipline as well. But so often we overlook that. Um, Ashley talked about forgiveness last week in the Lord's Prayer, but right after the Lord's Prayer, Jesus gives instructions for when you fast not if you fast, but when. You don't disfigure your face, you wash your face, you get dressed, you don't act sad, but go about your day without letting people know that you're fasting. And there are times when groups of people were called to fast. You know, I, I recall the book of Esther, um, and the the Jewish people were facing death, and Mordecai then called the whole Jews of the nation to fast at that time. But then we're also commanded as individuals to fast. And Jesus calls us to practice fasting. And he even set the example for us. Um, I'll, I'll tell a story about when I was growing up. Honestly, I never even thought about fasting. I never thought about it being a spiritual discipline of something that I needed to do. But when we got our pastor when I was about 18 years old, he came in and he called for a church-wide fast for three days. And we were all like, what in the world? We're supposed to go without food for three days? We'll die. No, you won't. (laughs) Um, And I don't think at that time, I think I was 18, I didn't do it quite like the Bible instructs. You know, I still... I abstained from food, but I drank, if I wanted a coffee or if I right. wanted a Dr. Pepper, I still drank liquids. Um, but since then, that has been introduced into my life. And so, anytime that we have a big decision that's coming up, Derek and I will sometimes like, let's go into a fast together and truly pray about this. And it's not like God gives us this huge revelation during this time of fasting, but it's just a time of of humility and true dependence on Him, and recognizing that God, you were in control of this situation. We want you to come and walk before us, and so because of that, we're going to abstain from the one thing that we feel like we truly need. It's food.
0: Yeah, it's food. Okay, I have to. You may not want to talk about this, but when you were talking about fasting and, and your, you know, personal experiences with fasting, um, I think I had found out that when my dad was really sick in the hospital that. I'm sorry, um, that you know you really were praying for him, but that you chose to yeah. to fast for him. Can you talk about it a little bit? I'm sorry, it's <laughs> it's um it's a really hard subject for me, but you know having people like you, I truly believe that's why my dad's still here today.
1: <laughs> well, now you've got us both crying in here. I know. Um, yeah, you know there are times when God has just impressed on my heart that it is such a it's such a heavy topic, it's something personal for me. Um, Anytime that we've made a a job change, you know, or maybe we've needed to do something in ministry, God has impressed on us too fast. And that was one of the times, I have prayed for people before who have been sick, but I don't know what it was about (laughs) Ashley's dad when he was very sick and we were not sure that he was gonna come out of the hospital, that the Lord put on my heart like, you need to fast about this, and you need to pray about this, and and we did. We did, and I don't think that anything that I did made a difference, but God told me I needed to do that, and I know that there were a, a bunch of other people that were joining together in prayer, and I'm I confident you just, that that's why he is alive today. You yes. just don't
0: know, though, that if you wouldn't have done that, you you just don't know, yeah. you know, so you just need to listen when God tells you to do something, even if it is hard, Yeah, um, and I think that a lot of times we don't think about fasting, because I'll be honest with you, I have honestly never, I mean, I did while my dad was in the hospital, it was probably unintentional um, fasting and praying, you know, but I've really never even thought about it, and so I think us bringing this up today, talking about, you know, our spiritual health, this is something that we can do, and we do have those big decisions coming up. Now, is there something else that you do Because I know you talked about, that's probably the, out of mind, body, and soul, that's probably your area, your greatest area of strength. Yeah. So what do you think also helps you to where you can say that that is your area of strength? What else do you do on maybe like a daily basis?
1: You know, I think, take for yesterday, for instance, is when I go for a walk, sometimes it's turning, you know, I like to listen to podcasts sometimes, but sometimes it's turning those off and just... Simple things as listening to the birds yeah. chirp and how God can just calm your spirit and your soul. We're such a, a busy people. You know, we're constantly rushing. Rush, rush. Yes, we're constantly rushing, but it's recognizing God in everything. Yeah. You know, last night we sat on the back porch while my kids were playing baseball. Nothing else was in our way to do. You know, I wasn't doing the dishes. We right. just went and sat out there. I, I wasn't even playing with them, I was just watching mm-hmm. them. But it's like allowing God to use that moment to be like, look at how he has blessed our family. Everything, looking at it, seeing joy specialist. in the moment. Yes. Not yeah. being so rushed that we forget that everything that we do yes. is a gift and a blessing from the yeah. Lord. Um, but, you know, just like those simple things beginning every morning in God's word yeah. before I get up and start my day, before I exercise, before I do those things, maybe just spending. Um, even if it's five or ten minutes with the Lord in prayer and reading his word. And then that way, whatever I've read, I can meditate on right, that all, all day. day long.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: You know, and I'm reading through Ezekiel. And once again, a lot of these Old Testament books are hard, hard to, to read through, through yeah. because you see all the, the stuff that Israel went through. But at the same time, it's a reminder to us. You know, I see parallels in our nation yeah. right now of God – I can't do anything about the nation as a whole, right? But I can't control myself, mm-hmm. so help me to walk in this spirit today, right? And be a light to somebody else who will encourage them to want to walk right. in this spirit today. Yeah.
0: So we can't just to pass the light on. Yeah, mm-hmm. just
1: something simple as that. Um, and then a big thing I think is you know we talk about not just always focusing on ourselves, but it's how can we help others? Yeah, you know, going to. You know, we have a nursing home ministry, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, it's not my favorite thing to do, Right. but yeah. every time I go, I walk away like, man, I'm so glad I'm I, glad went, I went today. today. Yeah. yeah, it's an eye-opening experience, you know, and finding places that you can plug in to focus on somebody else right. besides yourself strengthens you yeah, spiritually.
0: It does. I agree with that, and that's what I've been, um, it's like we talked about, it's only halftime, Right, yeah. and so one of my goals at the beginning of the year was I wanted to read through the Bible in its entirety, and I didn't. I didn't start it, and every month I get mad at myself. Yeah. Why am I not starting this? If I don't start, well, you know, I started like thirty days ago, and I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving just getting in it, and and for me, it's taking notes as I read because if I I'm not one that yeah. can retain stuff when I read a right. lot, and so it helps me as I'm taking notes when I read. And it's just so crazy how you see God in all scripture. And it's not, there's days that, I think you've said this before, there's days that I read and I'm like, oof, I didn't get nothing out of that. Yeah. You know, and then there's days that it's like, wow, you know, God just Look pours. Look all he revealed. Yeah. But it's not
1: giving up, it's continuing to read. And yeah. I would, you talked about journaling, I yeah. would encourage everyone to get a journaling Bible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I know that you can have other books that have, or Bibles that have references that give definitions. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just purchased one, actually. It's got, like, the commentaries and yeah. the so you definitions. Have all of that and, in there, yeah. and those are
1: good, mm-hmm. but commentary was the yes. one that I was looking for. Yeah. But then I like my journaling Bible because as I'm reading and as a prayer comes mm-hmm. to my mind, I can just jot, jot it down. It down.
0: Right by the scripture. And I'll be yeah. honest,
1: I'm saving those. My goal, if the Lord allows me to live long enough, is to at least have four that I have filled up and written prayers and notes in so that when I'm long gone, Your kids my kids can have will one. each have a Bible I that, that I have journaled through. That's just a little, that's maybe nothing to do with spiritual growth or anything, but just something that I want. So I am all the way through one, and I have started my second one, so I'm like, really I have got to get, I've got to get going. You know? <laughs> got to get started. I want to make sure I have that for all of my kids, because I remember when my grandmother and my grandfather passed away, that that was one of the things that we were all contending over, is that we Who's wanted a Bibles? Bible that had their handwriting in yeah. it, you know, and so I'm like, I want to have that for all of my kids.
0: Yeah, I know some people are like, oh, we don't write in our Bibles, but no, everybody I know, they write yeah. in their Bibles, they highlight, highlight things, they underline, things. they yeah. Yeah, they put the date that maybe the pastor read the, the yeah. scripture and preached a message on it. So I think that's really neat. Um, so it's never too late, you know, to, to pick up and start building your spiritual health. But it yeah. has to be a priority. Talking about all of this today, what is the purpose for this?
1: Our spiritual health is very important. And as Christians... We should be pursuing spiritual maturity. But the only way we can do that is if we are walking in the spirit, not pleasing the flesh through sin, but the spirit and purity and holiness. And that reminds me, the spirit will also never lead us to sin. That's right. Never. <laughs> you know, I, even from Christians, I have heard so many times, well, I'm just following my heart. This is what God would have me to do. Yeah. If your heart is leading you to sin, that is not God. He is not leading you. Our right. heart will lead us to do what feels good that can lead to sin. The Spirit will lead us to holiness. That's
0: right. And we see the scripture, and I think we even talked about those the other week, how our heart is evil and deceitful. Yes, so it is. you ch- you don't need to follow your heart, as right. they always say. So what is the challenge for us today?
1: Well, I think this week is very simple. I would encourage everyone to take the time to read Galatians 5 and Ephesians 6 on your own. Combat the flesh and the enemy with God's holy word. Take some of these verses to memory. Pursue holiness. And since we talked about it, I want to encourage each of you to begin incorporating fasting in your lives. Begin with one meal. I'm going to fast. It's not skipping a meal. That's not necessarily what we're talking about. It is abstaining from eating at that moment and spending that time in that prayer. you would eat in prayer. Yeah. So if I'm going to not eat breakfast, that means after I get my kids' meal prepared, I'm going to say, okay, guys, mommy's going to take a minute just to go pray real quick. Yeah, And I'm going to spend that time in prayer that I would normally be sitting there and eating with them. Um, but then after maybe you've done that a few times, then I would encourage you strongly to do a 24-hour fast um, to where it's like, Dinner to dinner. Yeah. That's what we'll do a lot. So you still get to eat right. each day. It's but you're skipping. At night. You're going 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Without eating, and that's what we'll do sometimes. Sometimes we have done. If it's something that we're like, man, we really need to fast and pray over this situation. It's a three day fast. Derek has done a five day, and I'll be honest, I've not gone that far. Three days is the most that I've ever done. Um, but. Some people like to do a Daniel fast. You know, it's not completely cutting out food, but it's cutting out all of that processed stuff. And it's going back to just fruits and vegetables. Um, So that might be something that, you know, may be a good place to start as well.
0: I like that. So I think that's definitely a good challenge that we all can take into all of our lives. So, you know, we have spent some time talking about the fruit of the Spirit But in two weeks, I know we mentioned this, we did a poll before, kind of what series do you want? We told you we were going to get to the fruit of the Spirit. So in two weeks, we are going to dedicate an entire series to the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. So go ahead and read up on Galatians 5, and that way you're ready and prepared when we go into depth on each one of these fruits of the Spirit. But Please make sure you set your clock, set your reminder to tune in next week. We are going to be welcoming a very special guest to our show. This is an interview that you really do not want to miss. Yes. So Tabitha, before we close out, will you just lead us in a word of prayer? Yeah. Dear Gracious
1: Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today, and we thank you for this opportunity to share your word to the ladies out there listening. God, we want to just be mindful of our spirit and our spiritual health. God, I pray that you would help us to combat the enemy by pursuing you and pursuing holiness, reading your word, studying your word, praying, doing all of these spiritual disciplines that you've commanded us to do. But as we've talked about today, Lord, I pray that you would help us to incorporate fasting into that as well so that we can be completely dependent upon you. God, we thank you that your word is true. We thank you that we can grow and learn with our lives. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for listening this week and every week. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. Always remember, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.